Welcome to this podcast series from the GSK SLE Educators Network for PrimeEd. Throughout this three-part series, we will be hearing from rheumatologist Dr. Sarah Sheikh and primary care physician Dr. Vera Oyabere on some of the major topics and challenges surrounding lupus care. These podcasts represent the opinions and experiences of the speakers and may not represent the views of GSK. This is a non-promotional disease education podcast intended for healthcare professionals only. This podcast is not intended to offer recommendations for administering GSK products in a manner inconsistent with approved labeling. In order for GSK to monitor the safety of our products, we encourage healthcare professionals to report adverse events or suspected overdoses to the company at 888-825-5249. Dr. Sheikh is a consultant for the GSK Educators Network, has served on advisory boards for GSK, Honoria Pharmaceuticals, AstraZeneca, and Lilly USA, and has received grant funding from Pfizer. Dr. Vera is a consultant for GSK. Today, Dr. Sheikh and Dr. Vera will be discussing the patient voice, highlighting the importance of shared decision-making in patients with SLE. So today we're talking about shared decision-making. And so what is shared decision-making and why is it beneficial in a complex disease like SLE? Shared decision-making means involving patients and their caregivers as active, invested partners in the decision-making process about their health with the aim of improving patient outcomes, adherence to therapy, and communication. Now, this contrasts with the more traditional paternalistic approach which is really falling out of favor in medicine now, in which clinicians would make decisions on behalf of the patient. But it's especially critical in a disease like lupus where patients have to be empowered with knowledge in order to be actively invested in their health to make decisions about their health, especially because lupus is such a complex disease. Yes, shared decision-making can actually be beneficial, not only to the patient, but to the physician as well. Because with the classic approach, you have physicians oftentimes feeling a great deal of stress and burden in making decisions for the patients. This could be lessened by sharing those difficult choices with our patients. When talking about lupus specifically, there are several reasons that I find shared decision-making to be particularly important. Lupus is associated with a number of healthcare disparities, as we know, including worse outcomes among racial and ethnic minorities. And this can lead to different perceptions of the disease among patient groups. The patient's perception of the disease can really impact the outcomes of treatment and the outcomes of their care. I think goal and expectation setting is critically important, and I incorporate this into every clinical encounter with my patients. We need to be asking at every visit, what is the most important thing to my patient today? Patients are active partners in their own health, so understanding their goals, their values, and expectations are important. An additional challenge associated with SLE is the disease is so complex. So in some cases, patients simply do not recognize comorbidities of SLE or side effects of their medications. So shared decision-making helps to address this by making sure the patient is fully engaged and knowledgeable about their disease and the potential side effects of treatments. 
This is particularly important for chronic diseases like SLE, which often require many different treatments to achieve remission and prevent further progression. Helping patients to stay actively engaged through shared decision-making has the potential to improve medication adherence and attendance in terms of clinic appointments and visits. To your knowledge, have there been any studies that demonstrate or quantify the benefits of shared decision-making? Yes, uh, one key study found that poor perceived shared decision-making was associated with increased odds of poor physical and mental health scores and increased visits to the emergency department. The study also highlighted that non-white race, lower education levels, low socioeconomic status and uninsured or underinsured were also factors that associated with higher incidence of poor perceived shared decision-making. With that in mind, how do you typically ensure that patient is involved in their own care? I emphasize to patients that we are a team. And it's so important for me to make sure that patients have knowledge and understanding about their health, about their disease, about the treatment options. I also personally think it's very difficult to make decisions about someone else's health and their body without having buy-in from them. So I think that unless it feels right to them, unless it makes sense to patients, they're really not going to be adherent to the treatment that you prescribe. So as physicians, I think recognizing that patients' individual goals, their values, their personal belief systems, their cultural backgrounds, their preferences, all of these may be important in the decision-making process is really, really critical to achieving the best outcomes. I completely agree. Um, In my practice, I get the opportunity to really develop those strong relationships with my patients, and that promotes trust and transparency. And then the patient begins to understand that they are my priority. Their opinion matters and that in their opinion matters in regards to their care and that it's important to me. I let them really guide that conversation to determine what their their decision is for that particular treatment for lupus. Dr. Vera, so far we've discussed the benefits of shared decision-making. However, there are some challenges that can come with implementing this approach in day-to-day clinical practice. What are your thoughts around this? So one barrier that we already touched upon is that patients can have different perceptions of their disease. And this can extend towards myths and patients' beliefs about their own disease and treatments that are not true. Also, do you find that on occasion cultural differences can make it difficult to implement shared decision-making? Yes, certainly cultural differences do, you know, make it difficult um, because you have to understand where that person's coming from. You have to understand those cultural norms for them as it relates to SLE and disease conditions. There also may be time constraints that limit the ability to engage in shared decision-making. Similarly, a lack of support staff may make it difficult to maintain communication between the patient and the provider. The complexity of our healthcare system might limit the communications between providers, especially if the plan of care has changed. This lack of communication might affect the trust of the patients in this shared decision model, since the patient might receive different advice from different healthcare providers. And there are so many nuances to consider. 
as we discussed earlier, how people make decisions. Some people make decisions individually, others rely on their families and friends to help them make decisions. So I think those are important considerations and they're different for every patient. There are also differences in the goals of patients and physicians. You know, what's important to the patient in that moment uh, versus what's important to the physician in that moment, right? I think oftentimes our, our long-term goals are aligned, but really being sure that we're aligning on what's important in the moment and in real time is also important when implementing shared decision-making. So how do you think the healthcare provider and the patient should structure their treatment discussions to incorporate shared decision-making? It's important to first identify the patient's short and long-term goals, as well as the patient's support system. An understanding of patients' beliefs and values is critical when we initiate the conversation. The decision-making process should be based on a tailored practical plan towards approaching the diagnosis, uh, treatment options, as well as follow-up. Right. Many patients now rely on social media and internet resources, and this could be a barrier or a resource depending on the source, right? People think that Google is their doctor now, and so we should identify appropriate sites and resources for patients. It is also important to regularly communicate with the patient and ensure that they remain on board and still feel part of the decision-making process. What do you think are the key points about SLE and treatment that providers should convey to their patients? I think alignment of patient and physician goals is probably the first most critical step. For example, sometimes patients perceive involvement of the skin or the joints as their most critical issue in that encounter, whereas the physician may want to have a conversation, for example, about kidney involvement, which in that moment may not be as impactful to the patient. And I think if we don't address what's most important to the patients, patients leave without feeling uh, validated or feeling like they've been seen or that they've been heard. And that in turn does not result in um, favorable outcomes because patients are less likely to be adherent to therapy if you haven't addressed their concerns. And explaining why it is that the provider may be concerned about anything specific, for example, abnormal kidney function, et cetera, and how it can impact the patient in the long term is very important. And then uh, making sure they recognize that, you know, sometimes therapies take time to go into effect is really important so that patients aren't disheartened or that they don't give up on a particular therapy just because it's going to take a little bit longer to be effective. And then there's some therapies, for example, like corticosteroids, which have rapid effects on symptom relief, but they're associated with significant long-term toxicity. And so there's a really important role for strong communication between patients and providers on expectations of treatment. It is also important to consider the impact of the disease on things like fertility or family planning, finances, and cosmetics. For example, several SLE medications have you know, effect on the unborn child, um, including immunosuppressants. And SLE flares during pregnancy or shortly before pregnancy are associated with poor outcomes. 
Yes, and family planning, reproductive health, and reproductive goals should be integrated into the decision-making process to make sure that patients are aware of the risks of medications and medications can be adjusted accordingly uh, based on what their goals are with regards to planning their families. So how do you feel providers can best educate patients about the resources available? As you mentioned earlier, Dr. Vera, there is a lot of information out there on the internet and just in general. I think one of the critical components of shared decision-making is creating a safe space for patients to know that they can bring their concerns to you in that clinic encounter so that they can come to you with the resources that they've been using and have an opportunity to have a conversation with their provider about whether or not those resources are effective or uh, trustworthy or whether or not we can direct them to other resources that we might find uh, more impactful. I definitely agree. We need to build relationships and provide an open communication with our patients that really puts the patient in the center of that conversation and creates an environment that educates and also provides reputable resources for our patients. It's really just bringing together the entire team, including the patients and the specialists, to really identify those concerns that the patient may have in order to make sure we have adherence to treatment. I think partnership and communication are the critical elements of providing care through a model of shared decision-making. So recognizing that we are all one team, patients, caregivers, primary care providers, and subspecialists, with, as you mentioned, Dr. Vera, the patient at the center and the heart of it all, I think that is the most important message um, that we all need to consider. <laughs>